Welcome back. Season three. We did not segue into this at all. Barely like we're coming back. I think we posted like once. Yeah, that we were going like we were on hiatus, but yes, you would see us again. It's been a lot going on. Forgive us. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, I, I'm Sin Delano, uh, recent graduate, <laughs> still doting mother of a fabulous soon to be 14 year old jesus christ and just i'm I'm relaxing i'm relaxing what what about you co-host uh, i am a tam joiner and uh i'm in need of a foot massage so anybody that's got five on it um uh, we had graduation at my job yesterday and i was able to see uh tabitha brown because that's her business <laughs> and um film producer and director will packer were some of the speakers at the graduation ceremony so it was really i really like to see when my students succeed when they walk across the stage i'm super excited for them i'm like proud mama to 500 other kids that don't belong to me but um it was nice to see them celebrate and everybody having a good time so um, the behind the scenes is what I was doing, and that's always a hot mess. So when you go to a graduation ceremony, you know, talk to those people who work the event because those things are hard to put together, and I know that from experience. So um, other than that, when my feet hurt, I'm good. I'm doing real good. It's awesome. This is season three. We're doing some new things. Uh, this will be the first time we're posting video. So you guys get to see and hear us. Um, so bear with us. We're we're. I'm not a pro at this. Tamara has been doing podcasting for God knows how long. She's so, and my face is all over the internet, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, but now it'll be on there some more. Wow, look at that. But um, yeah. So we uh, are starting our good old YouTube channel. So for those of us who want to see us talk, you get to see us talk. And you don't just have to listen to us talk. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is this month. Uh, episode, episode 46 is racial educational tropes. So this month we're talking about race. And uh, we just want it to be more of our outside voice inside. So very more candid conversations about what's going on. Even though some of these things are serious conversations we will still uh, do what, our best. What too. did we say we're calling season three? Like overall, he said unsafe, was it? Unsafe, yes, unsafe it's season. unsafe. unsafe we, may see, we, we may say some things that we might need to be called out about. Definitely call us out, but we're here. Yes. So true to our, our normal uh, format, we will be talking about, the, oh, there's been so many ghetto things since we were last here, it was very hard to pick one, very hard. But I think it's safe to say everyone thinks that this debt ceiling deal is the ghettoist of the ghetto. Yeah. Like we get harassed about credit scores all the fucking time, okay? You sneeze wrong and your credit score dropped like 20 fucking points. Mm -hmm. But our government gets to loan people money and be like, you know, I don't know when you can pay us back. Trillions of dollars. We are in debt. 
in this in this in this country giving people money not taking care of their current people either all this military spending and now as of june 5th which is in two days from this recording we gonna be broke as in the united states of america if we don't stop loaning money and they finna start trying to make us pay our student loans back because they broke and mismanaging funds However, with this debt ceiling deal, this is the truly ghetto thing. They did not say they're going to stop military spending. Like, that's why we in debt now. Y'all done sucked all the money out of education. Child, please. To give to the military, and you're not going to stop doing it. Like, why are we at war anyway, anywhere? Why? Who we fighting? Child, I don't know who we fighting, but I'm tired of paying for other people to fight. Yeah, like, that's none of our business. If they want to blow each other up, let them. I understand this is like, let's make allies so they don't try to blow us up. Listen, I'm tired of the ghetto United States of America. I'm tired of this ghetto world. Child, please. What what ghetto this has been going on in your corner? So... I had only brought up one aspect of this, but I would just like to talk about the most ghetto spot in the world, in the entire world. There's no place more ghetto than the state of Florida. Oh um, my God. Florida. Texas is close. Yeah, Texas, <laughs> is inching, Texas is inching up. Let me tell you though, the, the, mistake, the mistake that Texas won't make, that Florida did make, was um, the bill that Governor DeSantis before he announced he was running for president, Lord help him, um, that uh, if you did not have papers, uh, if you were not legally, um, what is it, documented, if you were not documented, I had to think of the right word, Mm -hmm. if you were not a documented uh, citizen or in the country with papers, that it was a felony if you were working in the state of Florida. Excuse me. So, um, so what he did was he basically made it so illegal immigrants could not work in the state of Florida. Now, as soon as he uh, signed the bill, it doesn't go into effect until July. But what happened was when news came that he signed it, everybody left. <laughs> All the illegal immigrants skipped town. So let me tell you, the day after he made the announcement. All the construction stopped in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. There was no more housekeeping at all. The hotels and resorts. Um, they said that once they found that out, that um, people started canceling vacations. Companies started canceling conventions. Um, they don't have the staff. Um, the people that were working on the farms to um, harvest mm-hmm. the oranges and all the fruit and the, the vegetation and vegetables um it's not getting done because there's nobody to do it um so listen let them fuck up avocado production baby these white people gonna be like we made a mistake wait so (laughs) when he signed it and they started talking about it i said to um i was in in the comments on one of the videos of one of the empty construction sites Mm -hmm. and i was like somebody this guy said they already made a movie about this and I said, yes, I've seen that movie. What was that? And it's amazing. It's called Day Without a Mexican. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I had someone Mexican tell me to watch the movie. If you can find it on YouTube, 
um, streaming services. It's called Day Without a Mexican. Yep. And basically one day all the Mexicans in the state of California disappear and and the palm colored people have a whole nervous breakdown and can't understand where, why and how they can't get anything done because there's no more Mexicans. <laughs> so basically Ron DeSantis has made that reality in the state of Florida. So they're already losing money hand over fist. I mean, besides the fact that he's trying to take on Disney, which is a whole nother thing. But now, you know, he's banned all the, uh, you can't say gay. He's um, uh, banned all the, the educational schools with, for black history books, or you can't teach black history in the schools. He made it so that it's not, um, you can't teach that in the schools. But what he did write into law was that all students have to have to learn about Asian American and Pacific Islander history in the school. He's exhausting. No black history. Um, nothing about black. Oh, they're also um, working on banning uh, the Greek black Greek letter organizations in the state of Florida. Also, so it's all of these things no cues. that they're um, that they're doing. So I will say that Florida <laughs> is the most ghetto place on earth. Um, and until that man is gone, it's going to stay ghetto and they're going, and here's the thing is that I want them to see what they have done. And I think what's ironically is happening in the state of Florida is that they started doing stops, police stops, asking people for their papers while they were driving on the interstate on 95. Mm-mm. They were like, are you, a, are you a U.S. citizen? And the lady was like, why do I need to tell you that? I'm leaving, like, I'm driving to Georgia. Like, I'm leaving Florida. And he was like, can you just pull it to the side? No. And so she pulled over and she was like, here, I have a cheat. I mean, she was a citizen, but she was like, I don't understand what this is about. Mm-hmm. So basically, with this law, the illegal immigrant law, it, it goes beyond actually just the people not having the papers and working but if I am in my car and I am riding with someone who is an illegal immigrant, I can be charged with a felony because he made it a felony. It's not like a misdemeanor. It's not a ticket. It's a felony. So they basically are going to send you to prison. This is so like, and this is what I, this is why the United States of America, the government is ghetto because how is this even being allowed? How? I don't know. I have no clue. Federally, how is this being yeah, allowed? That's what he's doing. And so it's funny. And the thing is that, so now these people have not just left the job sites, they've left the state. And they and some of their family members may be citizens, but if they are caught with them, they can go to prison. So they're picking up their whole families and leaving in droves from the state of Florida. Do you understand what Florida finna look like? Yeah, it's, it already looked like that. What you mean? It already looks crazy. Like I have seen, I have been, you know, we always have the TikTok conversation, but on TikTok, I like to watch. I always like the stuff that I'm interested in so that it comes back to me. So all this stuff about Florida, I see it mm-hmm. because I'm always liking it. And it's like people have that live near, um, it was a young lady that lived near um a construction site they're building like a high rise and she said this is week three and there's nobody here she was like this hasn't been under construction which means anything that you paid for to be built in a certain time 
It's not going to be built in a certain time. Now it's going to cost you more money to be built because they don't have the workforce. I need all of these developers to sue the state of Florida. Yeah, because that's what they're, but that's what they're going to wind up doing. Yes. And that's why I said, I don't understand why. It's like, it was kind of like Ron DeSantis did all this just, you know, to puff his chest with no regard for what was really going to happen in the state of Florida. Racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Sir, you did a racism. So racist. Yeah, I mean, it is racist beyond belief. And that is why the NAACP sub- um, submitted a travel advisory against Black people going to the state of Florida. So... Don't go to Disney World no time soon. Well, nobody's going to Disney World. They said that, that Disney World is down, the hotels are down, everything. Wait, I saw someone on Instagram post that they're supposed to be going to Disney World this week. Good luck. I mean, it's just, I, for me, for my livelihood, as much as I would like to go to Florida, I can't. <gasps> I can't do it. Aren't you supposed to be taking a trip? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know what I did. I I won the mm-hmm. you know the free hotel stay. I changed it to Vegas. I know that's right. I changed it to Vegas. I just I mean, Florida has beaches, but yes, I don't want to get beat up because I'm black at the beach. Like I just and I know I'm I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. And I, but I mean, how much? It, this is like idiocracy. Oh my god! Yes, it very much so is. Very much idiocracy. So yeah, so um, we I mean we're talking about the world is a ghetto, but the most ghetto place on earth is the state of Florida. I just just so y'all be careful in Florida if y'all decide to take that trip to Florida. Right. Yeah, we gonna need a we gonna need a green book. Good, all over again good luck and godspeed yes sorrows prayers <laughs> enough of this ghetto bullshit yes um speaker bots i've been listening to so i mean not more than usual but music is is my life so this was very hard to talk about what i've been listening to lately um Kevin Ross. Okay, so this is so funny that you said that. Do you know that Maurice called me and Nisha and asked if we wanted to see Kevin Ross in D.C. in November? We could just fly up and go. Wait, November when? Um, it's like at the beginning of the month in November. I we'll talk. Go. We'll talk about this. Wait, yes, I freaking love him. He has that new record. He just the new album he just put out. The um, it's like an EP. The Midnight. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, what is no? I have to say it. Midnight microdosing. Yes, mid- midnight yes. microdosing. That shit is bomb. So good, so good. I yes. love Kevin. So I've been listening to Show and Pre. Okay, that's my shit. I could just. I hate that this EP is so short, though. Yeah. It's super short. But I listen to Show and Pre. I'm not even embarrassed to say this. Maybe about 10 times a day. Uh, oh, wow. Wait. I just be having to read. Not, not, wait. And then, and then <laughs> like, I've listened to him enough. Let me go on. Um, Haim has a song with Thundercat called 3 a.m. Okay, I missed I love that Haim. one. I missed that one. It's hella good. It doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, it's but, like, what would you be doing at 3 a.m.? Thundercat, does it out? Does it? 
can't be making sense. Yeah, but Thundercat don't be making sense. But I fuck with Thundercat. I mean, I do too. I yes. super love. But yeah, like you don't be making sense. Uh, excuse me. Last but definitely not least, I was listening to the Internet Remix of Oridos by Raleigh Ritchie. Now, for people who don't know who Raleigh Ritchie is. I hate when people don't know who Raleigh Ritchie is. <laughs> I know I actually love when people don't know who he is because then when you tell him, tell them, they're pleasantly surprised. Like, he's a musician? So Dude. for all of you who don't know who Raleigh Ritchie is, he played Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. And he also played... Am I saying the wrong name? Say it. In a uh, interview with a vampire. Oh, ah, uh, Louis. He played Louis. Yes, yes, he played Louis, which is the opposite of punk ass Lestat. I hated Lestat in the first interview with the vampire. I hated. Him. I didn't think I could hate him anymore, but he was such a punk ass in the TV show in the AMC series. <laughs> like Louis was my nigga, but Louis was always our nigga. I know. Louis and then it, it made it 10 times better that they made him a in the new series. But Raleigh, that's Raleigh Ritchie. That is his musician name. Yes. If you have not heard his music, please listen to it. The shit is fucking bomb. I've been listening to him for he's been making music years? for yeah, so he's been making music for a very long time. He was making music before he became an actor. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So check that out. What you been listening you to? Know, that's what British people do. They will act. And then they make music because that's when I found out like Idris Elba made music. Like I knew he was a DJ. Right? But then I was like, damn good fucking DJ. I was like, wait, what? Wait. He has a song with Macklemore that is my shit. Yes. I love that song. Yes. Um, so this week I have been on some old school stuff, but uh, I went back and listened to Reality Show by Jasmine Sullivan because uh. That is the one I know from front to back. I mean, I love hotels, but reality show just has a special place in my heart. So um, I was listening to Mascara. That's my shit. Yes, because we were talking. And I think we were talking about Mascara the other day because we were just talking about if people want to do things. Like, if I'm doing this because somebody paying me, I'm. If this is my business. Don't worry about Mind your business. Don't right. worry about my business. So... I'm listening to Mascara and uh, Summer Walker's new project, just That's the whole shit. thing. Shit. It's called Clear Two Soft Life EP. From the start, I liked Summer Walker. I wasn't, say, a huge fan of Summer Walker, but I liked her music. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she got to a spot and now she's here. She, she's mm -hmm. going this way. This project right here, first of all, it's amazing. Second of all, Come on, everybody, let's give Jay Versace his props because he produced two of the yeah. tracks on there. And all the music he makes thus far has been phenomenal. Yes. And I'm so proud of him, like I'm his mama <laughs> because I watched him be the goofy kid on the internet and now he's like a top producer. So He's hilarious. Yes. So that's what I have been listening to this week. You can throw in a couple of uh, I'm a Piano songs because the I'm a Piano music, first of all, the titles ain't gonna make no sense to y'all. Nope. And some of them I can't pronounce. But I am down for any music that lasts seven minutes and I can dance the whole seven minutes. Be jamming the whole Bring song. Bring back seven minute songs because these uh 
132 minute TikTok songs. I don't want that. Give me a seven minutes worth of yes. groove. And that's what Ama Piano does. So that's what I've been listening to this week. Awesome. I, I There's been some good music coming out too. Um, Your boy, but I knew single? Uh, of course. You know I knew. I, knew I just that. didn't say it because it came out Friday. Okay. So I've been listening to that excessively out as well. Mm-hmm. He had a whole album coming out. You know I know this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you hear about the one single that he did release and the fans said they didn't like it and so he trashed it? His his fans were like, no. And he was like, okay. So he I would he, never do that to you, Cuddy. He trashed never. it. I feel like I am the only person on the planet Earth who listened to his terrible album. I mean, look, <laughs> when you're a fan, you're gonna listen to it all regardless. I don't get mad at people when they be like, This is trash. It's in a dark place. They'd be like, Yeah, it's trash, but I like it. <laughs> he got some good songs on there. It's not cohesive, not all the time coherent, but I love Kid Cudi and I will not speak against him. He better not do nothing stupid and there better not be no trash. I mean, I understand he had a dark period where he was kind of a trash human being, yeah. but that was drugs and I'm going to let him have You're going to let him be okay with that? I, I am. He's going to be okay with that. I'm not you. sparkly clean. Okay. Okay. We're going to give him a pass. This time. But as long as he hasn't harmed, like physically harmed women. Then we good. I'm going to let him have his growth. Okay. All right, Cuddy. Moving on to episode 46, racial educational tropes. Oh, my God. Child. They exist. I In the worst way. I want to start this off by saying, um, as a Black person, nope, I got to go all the way back. Growing up, my dad was like, your looks are not going to save you. It's your brain that's going to save you. And he was like, you don't need to focus on your looks. Like, everyone knows that you're attractive. You you have an attractive mother and father. But what would happen if somebody threw acid in your face? Now, I don't I don't know why my dad prefaced it this way. That's kind of <laughs> that weird. Example. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 but he was like, somebody threw acid in your face. What's, a, what's what's your next course of action? And I'm like, I have acid in my face. I probably feel like I'm going to die. No, think, think. And it was just like, I, I'm i dying because I have acid in my face. I'm not thinking Can about that. Can I see? Enough. Am I blind? Like, what are we doing? And he was like, that's the point. If you're always thinking about your looks, you can't think about anything else. So if you're smart, you'd be like, that's not the end of my life. I got other things going for me he it was really like he walked around the horse to get to the mouth like he no my dad was just very he's he was a very intense person and I just I mean I understand why he was intense my grandma was intense but I it was just weird yes but his focus was it was weird because he wanted us to be smart but my dad didn't really value extra education he was just like you're naturally smart you're going to teach yourself things because that's how me and your mother were so the word for that is autodidactic yes both my parents were autodidactic they 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 taught themselves things yeah anything they knew how to do they taught themselves like my mom taught herself how to sew right taught herself how to cook I mean my grandma taught her some things but for the most part my parents are creatives this is why they're kind of insane but 
they're very artistic people. <laughs> and they had very artistic kids. So my brother was very intelligent too. Like he had, my parents never got him like tested, tested for um, his IQ or anything. Yeah. But he tested like out of kindergarten, first grade and second grade when he was four or five. They wanted to put him in the third grade. Wow. And my mom wouldn't let them. Wow. She said he's too little to be with people that age. But as a result of that, when you have a kid that's that intelligent. He's going to act out. Thing. He, my brother's never hung out with. He's rarely hung out with people who were his age. Because mentally he's. he's far farther ahead right my my I always say my brother and sister are two of the smartest people that I know like I think they're smarter than me mm -hmm. and anyone who knows me is like but you're pretty smart mm -hmm. my brother and sister are like they're like rain man smart gotcha right that's a different level yes that's a different level smart I have uh it's weird after I had Logan literally took the life out of me like to have a kid but I had I used to have a photographic memory okay and I can remember dates and times and like what people have on and mm -hmm. what their hair was like and stuff like that so we had intelligence in different areas and the one thing my parents knew about us is that we were very smart kids mm -hmm. um the public education system was not for us however my parents didn't have money right like that so we had to go to public school um intelligence was a big thing but because we were so smart my dad didn't value college at all my dad could have got into pretty much any college he wanted to he was like i don't need it i feel like that okay i'm just thinking in my head like my kids are very very smart so no to college like in my mind that doesn't make logical it sense didn't I tell you he was insane? Yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, I just want to say that. So I'm with you. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, he could have fast-tracked us literally everywhere. Yes. Right? My kids are smart. So you're this smart. My brother tests out of all these grades. Right. He could have been out of high school. How old would he have been? Like 12. Thank you. Yeah, he would have been out of high school like at 12 years old. He could have. Super genius. Yeah. Right? Um, A lot of people don't know this. But I finished, I finished high school ninth grade, ninth, 10th grade. I wanted to go back to public school because I was tired of being homeschooled. Back in the day, because I'm kind of old, um, homeschooling was not viewed as it is today. Right. Right. So I would have graduated high school at 15, mm -hmm. 15. Yeah, 15, maybe 16. Um, I left homeschool, went to public school. They did not transfer all my credits. So you had to pretty much start all over. I had to do, well, it didn't, I never repeated any grades. They right. just made me do all the coursework and they put me in AP classes because it wasn't challenging. Right. Um, yeah, that kind of sucked. But because I had already done the classes. It was, it was easy. I never went to class. But I figured out as long as you get good grades on your midterms and your finals, attendance, eh, who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. Right? Unless you are at my school, but go ahead. 
Are you talking about college or yeah, high school? Attendance. We do attendance. That's why the attendance for us. No, I made sure I, I I was like, I'm gonna check in and then I'm gonna go to the bathroom and just not return to class. Because once they turn in, that they didn't have computers like that. Yeah, that's like it's back in the day. <laughs> like I feel like we're having this conversation and people are like, what? Yeah. Um, there were no computers. There were, Infinite Campus did not exist was, in 1995. Yeah, it was not there. So don't be yeah. confused. That so and I, this, this is the long way around racial educational tropes because for some odd reason, racist white people don't think black people are smart. Not at all. Let me tell you something. I didn't have no stupid friends. I had no friends that were dummies. My friends, and I have friends from all different walks of life, from when I was a little kid, even up till now. My friends who have children, black people, okay? All my friends' kids are honor roll students or just very into their education. They may not be straight A's, but they're not get, they don't get bad grades. Like these kids are like on it. And it's because they got smart ass fucking parents. Right. Who are black. So fast forward to education. I bring all of this up because I read a lot. And that I credit that to my level of education because you know, I know people be like, that's corny when you be like, knowledge is power, but it is. It is. You can challenge yourself. You can challenge others. When people find out that you read a lot, they're kind of hesitant to challenge you too, right. a little bit. So it encourages you to step your game up. It does. As far as like who you're around. And I think that's why all my friends are really smart. Like Tamara's one of the fucking smartest people I know. She downplays this a Look, lot. I'm all right. Because she always cracking jokes and shit. But that's another thing. Comedians are some of the smartest people you will ever know. They are. Keep an eye out for it. So these racial, these racial educational tropes, and we're going to get into like what they are. As far as like Black people, there's always this thing that we got to work twice as hard mm -hmm. to get where white people are and it's it's something i do not push on bug um because white is not our standard in our household yeah and i, I think but i think that that is if you look at my parents your parents mm -hmm. like i always tell people this when it comes to like education and like working twice as hard my mother is the baby of all of her siblings and she was the first person to go to integrated school mm -hmm. and it was her senior year in high school so it wasn't like so all of her education was all black until she was a senior in high school mm -hmm. and she hated that shit but she still talks about how much she hated that but <laughs> so when people say you know that was back in the day no it's not that far removed mm -mm. because that's that's my mama like, that's like that, oh. right so I think it's not that, it's not that far removed so for her when she raised me and my sister it was very much education was very very important and it was really really pushed and you know you have to do this very much the you got to work twice as hard but I started to realize as I got older like when I was in college and I was kind of like yeah they doing the same thing I'm doing well, they're getting the same grades in the same places that I am, but they're not doing half the work that I'm mm -hmm. doing. And I was like, 
my roommates were white when I was a freshman in college. And I was like, I'm going to observe these people. Tamara learned how to pimp the system. <laughs> to figure out what it was that they were doing. And and that, the thing is that it was it was wonderful to watch because it really, really showed me things that were pushed upon Black people mm-hmm. and encouraged in Black people that were not encouraged in white people. And I wasn't, I wasn't offended by or upset about it because I knew the origins of it. Like I knew what it stemmed from. So it wasn't like, I'm angry because, no, I know where it's coming from, but I'm not going to continue to do it. Like, I, like yeah. you know, when you, you learn, and that's why I feel like sometimes when people like, I, I really particularly about people who don't know the history of anything. Mm-hmm. Like you don't think that there was any history before you got here. Ugh. You, you miss out on all of the stuff because you don't know the origins of things. And, and some people mm-hmm. don't want to learn the origins of things. And that's why you find yourself in situations that you can't get out of because you don't know the origins of, of why it originated in the first place. So again, this whole like, you know, work twice as hard. I, I totally understand where it comes from, mm-hmm. but we can't continue to force that upon our kids, mm-hmm. upon people, because even if you work twice as hard as, it uh, it doesn't get you any further. It doesn't. It doesn't get you any further. Because you still a nigga. Yeah. At at the end (laughs) of the day. At the end of the day, like, I was, you know what it made me think about? Um, Have you started watching American Born Chinese? I watched the whole thing the first day. I haven't finished it yet. But, like, his dad. Yeah, his dad was working at that job for that many years yes. and was like you don't get his mom was like you have to speak up and his dad was like you just work hard and people will notice you and when somebody finally noticed him and he wanted to ask about a promotion the guy was leaving there was nothing he could do yep so it was all this time that he wasted because in his mind what he had been taught was hard work will get you there yep Come on, man. Mm, that's not necessarily. Not, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> Sometimes it's who you know. Like <laughs> a lot of times, listen, this is the United States of America, a country that was built. Let's keep it funky. A country that was built by black people. Yeah. Okay. Because we were enslaved and forced to do the work that built this fucking country. And then who got to ran it? The powers that be. This is not a discriminatory statement. This is not prejudice. This is not anger. These are facts. Read your history. I don't give a fuck what DeSantis is doing about stripping books, banning books, all of this bullshit. Read your history. White people control everything. They didn't build this shit. They had diabolical enough thinking to be like, how do we get other people to do the work that we don't want to fucking do? And then they made us niggas do it. Yeah, they're still doing that. Like, exactly. Like, it, it, they just systemically found a way to do it versus overtly right. being like, nigga, do it or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Right. So it bothers me a lot when Black people adopt these things Woo-hoo-hoo. to the point where we start to behave like them. And this is where, mm. listen, y'all can hate me for saying this. I don't give a shit. This is where the talented 10th comes in. I do not let anyone lump me into that category. I know some people are proud to refer to themselves as that, but it is a classist, elitist thing that mirrors a lot of white behavior. Yeah. 
So I, I there was a Netflix meet and greet in California that I went to. I was invited to it. I was invited to one in Southern California and one in Northern California. I couldn't make the one in Southern California because it was, it was, there's a whole story behind that. But I went to the one in Northern California and literally all the black people that were there, we were all under the impression that it was for writers and producers and directors that Netflix wanted to court us, mm -hmm. bring us on board so they could diversify their portfolio <laughs> of talent, right? Come to find out, it was more of a recruiting session for the corporate side of things. It was a great fucking disappointment. I met some talented ass Black people there. Mm -hmm. However, there was uh, an employee of Netflix and Black woman. Uh, I think she was from originally from Haiti. Okay. And she started talking to everyone in the crowd. Mind you, the crowd, mostly Black people. Okay. Oh, I didn't some, know it was mostly yes. black people. Okay. There were some sprinklings of white people in there. Mm -hmm. And then the pew, the white people that actually worked at Netflix, they, they were white. They were there too. Um, and she starts telling us about how she ended up in the position at Netflix. She was like, you know, and she's talking to us now, us black people. <laughs> you know, y'all, we got to work twice as hard to get ahead in life. And she's saying this in front of these white people and it immediately made me uncomfortable because that becomes their expectation of us also. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know if your parents ever did this, but it was like, it's that phrase, you don't be telling other people our business. <laughs> <laughs> she pretty much was telling them our business right in front of them. Girl, and folks probably in the back like this. Listen. I bust my ass, Tara, you know how oh, yeah. much I bust my ass just to keep my head above water. And you're telling me that in order for Netflix to give me an opportunity that they would give to a white person. You got to do twice as much work. And the answer is absolutely fucking not. Immediately well, no. No. Immediately no. And I'm not. And I know sometimes I may come off angry about this but it angers me when other black people perpetuate this and I bring up the talented 10th because a lot of this is about appearance yeah um you look successful present yourself successfully it has a lot of respectability politics attached to it and deep down inside if we're being honest the black people who are subscribed to this know that you still got to deal with the same shit. Somebody who's not doing twice as much. Yep. You still got to deal with that same shit. But you're dealing with it on, you're wearing this mask of tap dancing for these white people while the black person next to you is like, you do all that shit if you want to. I'm not. Prime example. Someone assumed I was college educated. At the time, I only had... Um, an associate's degree, which anyone who has gone to school knows that don't mean shit in the workforce. Not anymore. Yeah, it did it, back it, in the it 80s. Back in the and in the 90s. It don't mean shit now. Um, and when I talk, I, I honestly believe if you do not use your vocabulary, you will use it. So as much as I cuss, I also use the words that I've learned over the years. 
sometimes that makes other black people uncomfortable i'm not dumbing down myself because because i'm giggling (laughs) i'm not gonna do it like i'm not i'm just not if you don't know what i'm talking about you can say i don't i don't understand what you're saying but it's it's so funny to me about the I don't how I don't know is like a slap in people's faces. When you, but that's like 40-year-old virgin. Remember Kevin Hart was like, I don't know what that means, so I'm gonna take that as disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's really how they act like and then they really act like it's, you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. I don't know what you know and I don't know what you don't know. But I'm not gonna talk to you like you're stupid because I respect you enough to speak to you right as if you're intelligent because you are. That's that's the assumption I'm going to make about everybody. If we're having a conversation on a certain level, I'm going to assume at the at the base level, you know what we're talking about, so right. I can speak to you about what it is that we're talking about. Now, if you don't understand the word that I have said, you can say to me, "I don't know that word. What does that word mean?" Thank you. That's but it. see, you're not threatened by that. I had someone come to me and say, "Can I can I talk to you for a second? And I said, "Sure," and they said you're so smart. You're so intelligent. Mind you, this wasn't a white person. This was a black person saying this. Look, I'm afraid. When you're talking to certain people, you, you have to, and I say this to my husband because he's college educated also. And I said, what makes you think I'm college educated? Well, because you use big words. I said, I don't use like what, what big words have I used? Black people. Um, (laughs) What do y'all consider a big word? Is it because it has more than three syllables? No, in- it's a word they don't know what it's right. Because I don't I don't know what big word because you know when I say big words, when I think big words, I think supercalifragilistic That's a big word. So what do you mean when you say and I'll, I'll and I feel like if I ever somebody said something about big words and I said what what does big words mean to you they would think I was mocking them but yes. I don't I don't know what you mean by big words look I grew up I read a lot of books so I knew a lot of stuff that other people might not have known but so if I, it's I only know this word because of this how many times have I told you girl I only know this because I read this yeah. when I read all the time so the fact that you would say when you use big words what does that mean Just to give a little context, I was talking to a group of women who um, were recently released from incarceration Mm -hmm. and they were being reintroduced into society. Okay. And I talked to those women like they were human beings. I don't need to dumb down my language. They're not stupid. They were incarcerated. Right. Right. But the person that was t- talking to me told me that I needed to use simpler language when talking to them. Now, I was about to cry. I was, ins- I was about to cry. <laughs> I was insulted for those women because out of those group of women, there was a woman that was more educated, college educated than I was. She wasn't incarcerated because she was stupid. She got incarcerated because she was protesting. But you you made this assumption that women who are incarcerated are less intelligent. Yep. I was offended on many counts because we as Black people need to do better. So I'm, I'm circling back to the talented 10 is that this is a thing of superiority mm-hmm. that was created, right? Yep. And if you read about the talented 10th and how it got started, 
you might not want to ever consider yourself to be that either because it was on some elitist shit. But it, you know, some people want to be elitist. And that is a thing that I have to accept yeah. because it is a fact of life, but it makes me feel kind of gross and icky as a black person because elitism is based in racism. Why are we emulating that? This is a racial educational trope that we need to release ourselves from. I mean, it's you know, when you look at the base of some things, it's all rooted in the cl- closeness to whiteness. Yes. And and it's not even that it's closeness to whiteness, but closeness to white privilege. It's like yeah. you want the same privileges that the whites have. And that even if that means to oppress your own. And that is the part that makes me feel super icky that when people, you know, because sometimes people will say certain things and and sometimes it'll be people that you know really well that you don't don't really know that they feel that way because you've never had that conversation. Yes. And then when it comes up, I have to (laughs) wait. I mean, and you know me, you know, I'm gonna make a face in a minute, like. But I feel like your face is more acceptable than my response. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? Yeah. And I think I'm, because I'll make a face and then they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, you know, that's racist, right? Like that's that's rooted in the white man. Like, I and I'll say it to them, but I'll be like, do you understand? And then I have to, look, then I have to break it down. Do you know that blah, 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 then I sound like a smart ass. <laughs> but I just, I want people to be aware of the things like I feel like if you're aware of the things that you won't make those mistakes because I will allow people to make the mistake of, of course of, of you know not knowing but once I inform you and you still make the mistake I I can't I ain't got nothing to do with it at that point that's you being willfully ignorant and I have to be clear I understand why the talent intent was created yes. it was to celebrate like our, our, yeah. Yes, our success in being yeah. intelligent, right? But I this is kind of why I go back and forth with how I celebrate Logan's accomplishments. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, Logan's my daughter. Um, Logan has grown exponentially, which you know firsthand. Um, my kid is also autodidactic. Yep. And when she started school, she refused to do homework. And we remember those days very well. Yes. When I sat her down, I said, I don't understand. You know how to do these things. Why aren't you doing them? You already taught me this when I was four years old. Why do I have to do it all over again? This is stupid. And I'm not going to do it. So, you know. She has my father's DNA, obviously, right? So (laughs) I say, you know, bug, we all have to go to school. If you don't go to school and you don't graduate, they will throw me in jail. (laughs) Do you want mommy to go to jail? Like, listen, if I could homeschool you, I would. But I, we don't have that right. setup. So she's like, but you teach me before. You can't teach me now. I have to work full time. Yeah. I taught you then because I had the time. Yeah. So once we got past the stubbornness and the growing pains and the separation and all of this stuff, 
I say, you know, you got to get it together. Otherwise, they're going to hold you back. And you think it's bad now? You're going to have to repeat everything you didn't want to learn this year again. again. Do you want to do that? So what, what Bug would do is for the first half of school, so semester one, terrible grades, not turning any word. Semester two, when she would get that reminder from the teachers and myself, you're going to fail if you do not do this work. Hurry up and do everything she didn't do. Sure. And then do that. And sure. voila, on to the, on the next grade. I think she got tired of that eventually. I was about to say, because girl, you running on steam by the end of the school. Right. Matured. And well, actually we left California and her life changed. We got here back to Georgia and her grades started picking up. And she just kept the momentum. Logan is now an honor roll student. Um, she gets great grades. I get stellar feedback from all her teachers, the principal and the vice principal. And this is going on since fifth grade. She's She'll be going to eighth grade. I want to celebrate her because this is a huge accomplishment for her because yeah. we know where she was, right? right? But I go back and forth mentally, not with her. I, I will always celebrate her. Because of this talented 10th shit. Yeah. I don't want her to think her value is in these grades. Right. If I don't get these grades, my mom isn't going to celebrate me. Other right. people aren't going to celebrate so, yeah. me. And that's where the talented 10th thing kind of bothers me too, is what about the people that don't, they're not that level that they get to be called the talented 10 are they not important right you know do, do you get to sit up above them and be like you're still a good black person but you're not me right i don't want her to develop that attitude either. yeah i mean but <laughs> look no and I, I, I was i was gonna say you know how we always have the conversation about everybody can't be a boss like yeah it's kind of, it, it, it's kind of that type of thing but it's like I get what you're saying and I feel like because I was the same way like and every time I did good my parents were like if you get this we we can go out to eat or like you know how do you how do you celebrate your really intelligent yeah it, child without feeding into these racial educational tropes well you know I but I feel like what I see now with people who have kids, since I don't have any, Logan's my only child, uh, <laughs> is that I feel like um, what I see now from parents is that they celebrate their kids all the time. Yeah. And not just, so e even something small, because if you celebrate the small things, when it's something that's bigger, it's still just a celebration. It's no, it's, it's a celebration, but it's no, no more distinctive than if, you know, for a week you you cleaned your room and did all your chores. Yay! Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay, if you, yeah. it, and I, I think that, you know, a lot of times people say the, the really big celebrations, you know, they pat the kids on the back and they say the big celebrations. Like I, I put up the video of the young man who graduated from high school mm -hmm. and um, his parents bought him a car, like the car he wanted mm -hmm. for, um, for graduation. Um, and they and his dad was basically saying, 
you know, you have done all that we have asked of you. Mm-hmm. And we feel like, you know, you did what we asked of you. So we wanted to reward you with this. So they gave him this car, man crying, son crying in the parking lot. But, and he was going to college and stuff like that. So it was, it was really nice to see, but I, you know, they saved the big, the big stuff for the end, but you could tell the way that he was talking to him, that he was a, he was a kid that they celebrated him all the time. Mm -hmm. And that this was like the bow on the top of everything that he had already accomplished. So it was, and it was like, you know, he wasn't one of those kids. It was kind of like, he was very overwhelmed, not like, in a humble fashion, not like in a way that like, I, I, I got this, you know, it was <laughs> nothing like that. He was very like touched by the whole, you know, the whole thing you could tell in the video. So I feel like sometimes if you, you know, to keep it from being like up here, like, cause if you never celebrate them and you only celebrate them when they do that, that's very different than if you celebrate them all the time. It's, it's even level. Yeah. So you have to kind of, you know, Think about it like that. That's probably the easiest way to kind of to, yeah. to keep it, you know, to keep everybody level-headed in that in that situation. I mean, you know, me, my mom, I, my grades. I just give my birthday stuff. Like I didn't care about my grades. Give my birthday stuff. So, uh, so I was a different. I was a very different kid. But yeah, so I feel like if you do it that way, it kind of works out. And I think that that's the way around that kind of a lot of people are doing now because you know, we always want to celebrate our kids when they do well. Yeah. But if you, I think it's a, about the positivity that you keep, you give them like even small things matter mm-hmm. in that respect. Like, you know, I did, you did all your community service. That's what's up. Let's go get some tacos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff, stuff like that. So, why, why do we as black people, we always celebrate with fun? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that on another episode. We're going to talk about that on another episode. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, like. But I feel like that—that that is a way to kind of keep your child level-headed in, yeah. in that in that respect. But um, I mean, again, the, all of these things have their their own origin. Um, again, we when we first started talking about this, we were talking about the model minority and yeah. that, that whole model minority myth that um, that is applied to Asian people mm-hmm. and. Um, and the crazy thing about the whole model minority myth was all always created in a way to uplift Asian people and make Black people look bad. Like it, it was. It, That's why it was. Created. It was. It was. It. They said it wasn't created in that way, but it was kind of one of those things that they applied this. You know, it. It was like the um, Asian people. They were the good minorities. So that's why I said it was. Uh, uh, so you understand what I'm saying? That makes sense with DeSantis yeah. saying, "Don't read about black people. people read about, read about Asian people." Because it was, it's one of those things where, like, they um they work hard, they're very very smart. Like it was all these things when um we started to get immigrants into the country that were from Asia, and they applied it to all of them, to and also. It was it was one of those things that even when you would go to like because they were Asian when they would go in let's say to get a a loan for a home mm-hmm. well they're the good minority so they would give them money like it's, it was all of it was wrapped up in a way to disregard the other minorities and uplift okay. a certain minority that's why they said you know the model minority and um it's a young lady I think I want I wrote her name down because I want to say it right 
if you are interested in information about um, the model minority and how it is seen from an Asian woman's perspective, she does a, a lot. She talks a little, a lot about um, racism in the States, mm -hmm. uh, white privilege and things like that. And she always goes up for black people, but she always wants to talk to Asian people about how they play into white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And so she talks about the model minority thing. And her name is Circus Fairy 33 on TikTok. And it's fairy, F-A-E-R-Y. And she has, uh, every day, she's roasting some white man or, <laughs> or some some kind of thing. But she she goes into depth about the whole um, Ron DeSantis and Florida thing and about the AAPI um, law and then how them get rid of black books and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a lot of, and the, the crazy thing about all of these educational racial educational tropes is all created by white people yes. to make us us as a whole minorities or what um I, I said I wasn't gonna use that word anymore it was the global majority yes <laughs> it's white people's way to make the global majority feel inferior to their whiteness when they are the mediocre mayonnaise people and um <laughs> and so <laughs> mediocre mayonnaise people and so it's just uh you know all these things that created and you know at the end of the day they're not these these things aren't real no like, they're, they're not. not real and they they create them to make you feel some kind of way and then what we do is we turn around and we perpetuate them against one another yep and then we there's all this infighting and then you know the eight and a half by elevens the envelopians are just sitting around, you know, happy with their work. This, I'm actually reading a book right now uh, on with Reading with Friends, uh -huh. and it's called What My Bones Know by Stephanie Fu. Yes, yes. Stephanie Fu. Stephanie Fu. And she talks about something that it, it speaks to model minority. She's like, in order to succeed and prove her resilience you know and prove to her parents that she's worth worthy of them i have to get good grades mm -hmm. i have to excel i have to do this i have to do that and that became her focus for so long is in order to be accepted i have to present myself this way as like getting all the great grades and being straight laced and essentially perfectionism. Correct. At its fucking worst, mm -hmm. because you imagine what that does to somebody who they're just a regular human being like yep. me or you, but they can't let anyone see them be regular. You have to be the best of the best mm -hmm. at all times. And even though what my bones know is about it's a memoir about her childhood abuse and how it affected like every area of her life right. as an adult that was part of it mm -hmm. was her being a model minority but her father there was a portion where she talked about how her father when he was a kid he stood out um he was very smart he excelled above everybody and he was praised for that while others were not mm -hmm. and how that actually afforded him 
and education in the United States, free rides for every college he applied to because he's the model minority. Yeah, always. It's like, I get it from one perspective, which is these are things that we as the global majority can take advantage of because the system is set up so fucked up in the first place. But at the same time, it's like, is, isn't this feeding into the educational racial tropes? Yep. If we participate in these things, yep. right? Education ain't cheap. No, it's not. My and it's kind of staring at me right now. And it's kind of <laughs> one of those things like her father getting those uh, free rides. It's kind of like the system is fucked up, but it's free. Yes. And that's like you're like, it's like, it's like a, you're literally doing mental gymnastics trying to figure out, should, well, should I? Yeah. And so, I mean, from where, from where they're sitting, even though they were Chinese, she was, they were from Malaysia. So they're Malaysian. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't get this opportunity in Malaysia. This right. is my opportunity to get out of where yeah. we live and afford my family a better life. But then he gets over here and it's not what he thought it was going to be. He's not the cream of the crop here. He's not the best of the best. Right. And then that does a whole mind fuck to you. Like, I'm maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. But you, I, okay, I'm going to say, look, this is, this is an education statement I want to make. That, when you first get into college and you realize that everybody's the cream of the crop, that's the uh, initial mind fuck when you first get into college. Mm -hmm. I say that all the time about like, cause I work at an art and design school. I say that about all that all the time about students is that they were the, they were really good in their high school. They were really good. And then they come to a space where everybody was really good at their, in their high school. So you regular now. But how do you, and that's why these racial educational tropes are so damaging, mm -hmm. because how do you mentally deal with that? Like, even with me going back to college, um, what made it difficult, the studying didn't make it difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, I love studying. I love reading. What made it difficult is there are certain things, and I had a few professors that it, it was almost like they took, they relished making you feel stupid well and, and you know what i will i will say this a lot of times there are some professors that are like that. i'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. there are some professors that are that way but the problem that i have normally had with um i would say adult learners mm -hmm. because you know when people think about undergraduate studies they usually think 17 18 year old yep and and then what happens is that they gear everything towards them and that is how this last degree that I got, it was geared towards people who are just now entering college. Yeah. And that's, and a lot of times that is, and this is a whole nother conversation, that's rooted in ages. Yes, that it is. is. Rooted in ages. And that Very is, much so. and that is, but that is how the educational system is set. So when people go back to school and they're older, not even, not even our age, but like I've even had to deal with people who go back to school when they're like, let's say they went to the military yeah. and they go back when they're 25. They still feel like they're aged out because yep. everything is really geared toward like a different. And then the educational system has no interest in changing that. No, and they that don't. and that in itself 
is a whole problem about education, especially college. It's, it's stupid. It's, and I always feel like this is what I should be getting paid the big bucks. I feel like yes. there when they do that, there's an entire population of people that they miss out on yep. attending college because they do. So well, it, the experience needs to be different. So when you offer me courses and I have assignments, and the assignment is, how can you how can you use this as you enter the workforce, ma'am? I have been working for thirty right. fucking years. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So when I have to write something, a journal assignment about how do you intend to use this in the workforce? And I say, I've been using this in the workforce. And that's that's also very much a language thing because that one question could have been changed with two words. Yes. And how do you use this in the workforce? Yes. And it would have been okay for everybody to utilize. What have you learned in your studies that you can implement as you look for a job? Yeah. I am a director of business operations. I ain't looking for no job. Right. And that's I'm and, just trying to make more money. And that's I have that's uh, and that's and, and that's and again, you remember I said I want and that's the thing about the Americanized education. Yes. System. I um we were talking about, okay, I'm dating myself. Now I was not old enough when the show was on the air, so I only know it from repeats, reruns of good times. So on Good Times, most of y'all have seen the reruns Good Times. Yes. Because they've been running for a thousand years and I still watch them when I can catch them. Um, And Michael was a straight A student. He was going to the Supreme Court. I'll be a Supreme Court judge. He used to always say that on the show. (laughs) But um, when he was younger on the show, he was a straight A student, but they would do standardized tests at his school. They live in Chicago. So they would do standardized tests. But he walked out on the standardized test and wouldn't finish it. So school called and they were like, you know, what's going on with Michael? And he was like, the standardized tests are racist. He said that this was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He said these standardized tests are racist. Mm-hmm. And his, his, you know, Florida and James was like, boy, like always. <laughs> and so when they started, he started, they started reading the questions. They were like, what is this? So I was telling Sunita earlier that standardized tests are created for people who live a certain type of lifestyle versus everybody. They're not general questions. And the thing, the other problem with standardized tests is that good old W made it so that if the, <laughs> a, not enough percentage of people pass the standardized test, that the school doesn't get any federal money. Mm-hmm. So, of course, who did this hit the most? Inner city schools. Yep. Because most of their students are uh, reading and writing and learning math on a lower level. But so and the standardized tests are created at, at this level and they are down here. So there's no way that you're going to get the number you need to pass. So then what do schools start to do? They start to teach to the test. So your kids don't learn shit in school, but what's on the test? Yep. So that is an Americanized standardized way to defund the American educational system. So when they defund the American educational system, what happens is that you let private entities come in and charge people or the private entities come in and they get the federal money Mm -hmm. to still not teach your kids nothing. 
They still not teaching school. Yes, they still not teaching your kids <laughs> shit. Like it is what it is. I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping it funky. I've been working in education for a long time. So I say all that to say is that we first of all, we need to blow up the uh, education system and start from scratch. Not gonna happen. That's my dream idea for somebody to tear it down and start again because right now it's all wrong. Um what Ron DeSantis is doing, taking things out of school, that should not be legal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's too often that sometimes the federal government allows things to be states' rights when it should be federal rights Mm -hmm. because education is a right for, we should be a right for everyone in this country, public education at least. But this goes back to the beginning of our conversation about the debt ceiling deal is if they can defund schools, they they route that money back into the military. Yeah. So our taxes, literally everybody who pays taxes, a portion of our taxes goes to education. Yep. It has never stopped. There's a bucket yep. that it goes into. The first funding that the government pulls from is education. Is education. Anytime when they want to cut a budget, they always cut the educational budget. And that's why y'all get mad because um, you have to buy all these extra supplies for your for the classrooms. A lot of times these teachers are being paid two dollars and then they're asked to, to fill the classroom with stuff with their own money. But we as citizens of America have a right to get upset about that because we are still being taxed. Exactly. For the schools to get that money to buy supplies. So when I was in school, my parents didn't have to buy supplies for my class and for at home. The teachers were given a stipend to get this stuff. These teachers aren't getting that stipend anymore. So I understand when parents get upset, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be giving you things to stockpile your classrooms, but it's, it's stockpiling for the entire school because they yep. don't have tissue. Yeah. They don't have lotion. They don't have hand sanitizer. They don't have pencils. But it's it's crayons. It's really crazy because it's like they created this so there's tension between the teachers and the parents. Yes. So that it it's all it's so crazy because I feel like it's all created to destroy what is currently public free education. They yes. don't want people to have free education. Because everything, listen, I know people be like, everything's not about race. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes, yes, it is. is. Every Literally, they have created these, and this is why <laughs> when people correct me and they be like, you mean systematic? No, I mean systemic. Those are two different fucking words. <laughs> oh my God. They're two different systematic, words. Systematic, systemic, baby, systemic. There's a missing letter. But either way, whatever word you use, it's the same. They have figured out our government, the United States of America, the disunited is what we should be called, has figured out a way to make sure that certain people maintain the power in this country. Yep. And it is the people who we call these, I mean, people call these men the forefathers of this country. These niggas ain't no kin to me. But the whore father? Yes. <laughs> the white men that's that said this is the United States of America. 
never intended for anyone else to have power except for white men. Yeah. This is how they keep it that way. Wait, but did you ever hear the story about somewhere Thomas Jefferson said that the Constitution should change every every 10 to 15 years, but they never did it? That would actually make <laughs> things united. Yes, he said that that was, that was how it was initially supposed to go. But if it's only one of the white men saying this yeah. and all the other white men also read, read about the constitution yeah. and the bill of rights and who actually signed these things, yeah. because there was some white women who signed, who signed, I, I'm not saying the right thing, but when you look it up, it was the constitution or the bill of rights. I can't remember which one, Okay, but it wasn't just white men who signed it. Some white women signed too. Shocked, am I? Because in their minds, we're going to share this power. And in the white men's minds, they was like, no, bitch, we're not. (laughs) But okay. But thank you. Thank you for your vote. Right. For us to run this shit. And they have been running this shit ever since. Mm -hmm. Yes, the needle moves a million of a milliliter. It ain't moving. It ain't moving far enough, fast enough for me. It ain't moving. It ain't moving. And you know, they let one, one of us, who's actually a biracial, they let one of us become president. Dude, they they let let one of us become vice president, president, and oh my God, it exploded after that. And then they let, they let another biracial become the vice president and said we let a black woman in too y'all man they hate her because she has a vagina let's stop let's stop and because you know some people call her a terrorist yeah rude regardless as it stands these racial tropes in education were created it's it's weaved into like everything white supremacy yeah. and I, I just i want us to free ourselves from the shackles yeah it's just I, well and, and you know it's like i want us to be able to discern what is for us and what is not for us and why things were created i want us as a people to be more inquisitive like ask questions and don't believe everything you see on the fucking internet like jesus christ and a cracker it's like y'all don't I get it. Tension spans are short now. Y'all don't want to read books, but at least do a Google search. Like, just no. At, at this point, we have to stop saying Google is free because Google literally has millions of pages of incorrect information. information. No, I, and that's why I didn't say. I said do a Google search. Like I didn't say stop at the first page. Ain't nobody gonna look at ten pages of information. They just not. They they probably. I, I'm being nice saying they'll look at the first three. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't look. First, you have to learn how to search. So this yeah. is one of the things, and I, I I give this man this credit because I learned a lot from him. Logan, in this area, I learned a lot from him. Logan's father was a mastermind at doing online research. I have never seen anybody find exactly what they are looking for every single fucking time it's like he had like keyword magic Mm -hmm. if he was looking for something in particular he knew what to type in he knew how to type it and 
when we say Google is free, people don't know how to research. So yeah, Google is free, but if it ain't on the first couple pages, right. they not gonna find it. It really, it, it goes, it, this is the digital version of, if you want to hide something, put it in a book. If you want to hide something, put it on page 250 of the search, yeah. the Google search, because it's there. Right. They have successfully taken literally, like everything that is in libraries, you literally can find it on the internet, but how do you find it? It's literally yeah. like a needle in a fucking haystack. I would rather go to the library to look for it. Well, they're shutting them down too. Unfortunately. And I, this is very much sidebar, but kind of related. Um, Logan went to the library with her school and I have got her a um, library card when we first moved back, but we didn't use it um, because the pandemic, we couldn't go in a library. Right. So she got another one and she was like, mom, the available books aren't that good. So I buy a lot of books instead of, and I know there are people but I feel like the the people that I know who go to the library, they have better libraries to go to. Yeah. Like there was a library. I love this fucking library. And Walita, if you're listening, you know which one I'm talking about. The library in LA, she goes to it very frequently. Me and Bug used to go to that library, I want to say twice a, a month. Mm -hmm. This library in LA is fucking huge. I believe it's in downtown. Mm -hmm. Um downtown LA but it's it just it literally has every and any book you could think of like we would spend hours in there it and it it's just those types of libraries don't exist yeah. anymore yeah in certain areas yeah I mean purposeful so, again purposeful yeah like they don't you know it's like let somebody tell you what you need to know I don't and I think that is a gift and a curse of mine I don't, I want to know where you got your information from. Right. That pisses people off. It pisses my sister off so bad. Like she'll tell me, but I remember we, we had a, because she wants me to just believe her because uh, I, she's okay. my sister, but got we you, got, got into you. it and I, I knew she was telling the truth, but I wanted, I wanted to know what her resources were. So this is going to sound really stupid, but she was like, you know, cats don't really have black fur. Black cats don't have black fur. And I was like, yes, it is. And she was like, no, it's not. It's dark brown. She was like, no animal has dark fur and uh, um, black fur. And I was like, yes, they do. She's like, no, it's true. And I said, where'd you read it? And she was like, why can't you just believe me? I have no blind loyalty to anyone. Tara knows this about <laughs> she me. She does not. Like, I question her all the time. Yes. Like, she does I know in her mind, she's like, I fucking hate this bitch. And she got me back one time, Jamie Foxx. Oh. <laughs> Tamara's usually the one who's like, did you hear about such and such? And I'll be like, that was in one of them gossip, them gossip columns. Like, I'm not listening to that unless it's on CNN. And I didn't believe her when, uh, who was it who died? Bumby? Not no, Pimpsey. Uh, Pimp I didn't believe her when Pimp C died because she told me she saw it on something, some so something like Shade Room or something. something. And I said, I don't believe that. When it gets on CNN, I'll believe it. Unfortunately, Pimp C had died. So I recently did it with Jamie Foxx, and I was like, I can't remember what it was. Whatever they were saying, crazy about Jamie Foxx. 
And she she was like, no, that's not true, something. And I was like, well, it was on this. And Tamara's like, you're gonna believe that on there. And it was some gossipy like column or something. Regardless, I like to challenge information because like you don't know where people get stuff from you know like, they could just be i mean smoke at, up your ass. i mean at this point everything is misinformation if you if you're not looking in in the right places and that's why sometimes i'm like i don't i won't say anything i'll see something and i won't say anything yes because i need to make sure that it checks out in the right places and most people know where the right places are like you know what's reliable and what's not reliable so but i just i just want us as a people to be more inquisitive yeah i feel like a lot of times we believe before we ask the question and then we believe and we go 100 miles an hour and then we gotta we gotta backtrack because we said and did all these things not knowing i mean even with the things that we have talked about today like Go read about the talented 10th. You may have a different perspective yep. than I do about who they are, how they operate, what they believe in. Go read about model minorities. Um, see where this stuff stems from because I will say sometimes us adopting it comes from a good place. Yeah. Like, don't let these motherfuckers tell you who you are. Push yourself, you know, no, right. go the limit or go beyond your limit just to, you know, see where your greatness is. So I get it for some things, but as we evolve as people, some things outdate us. Yes. And we should let those things go or let them evolve into something that's more useful to more of us yes. instead of just a select group of us. Because the reality is the global majority is not stupid. No. We are highly resilient, even when we don't want to be. Very resourceful. That's why they hire us to do the jobs they don't want to fucking do. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to our intelligence. Like survivalists have to figure shit out. So even when you think that you don't have the skill set, just think about your entire life, how you got from A to B. Yep. What you had to do to get there. Yep. What you had to think about. And that is not for the faint of heart or dummies. Baby. So, not at all. There's that. But thank you for coming back to us. Yes. I well, look, we appreciate y'all for still being around. Yes. And hopefully there'll be more of you uh, that will drop by and eavesdrop on our conversations. <laughs> yes. And just remember, this is un the unsafe season. So we might hurt a few feelings. We might piss a few people off, but we don't care. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. These are, these are our opinions and about conversations and we're going to make it happen for y'all season three. Come back next week.